Hello, my name is Anisha Freeman. I'm also known as the locksmith because I make keys for locks in the mind. I'm a master's level therapist and my specialty is cognitive restructuring, meaning I introduce people to dysfunctional unconscious beliefs that make decisions for them without their conscious awareness. I also provide people with tools to help them reprogram their minds with functional beliefs. Welcome to my podcast, Improving Productivity by Reducing Staff Burnout. This podcast is for managers, supervisors, and leaders, but anyone can benefit from the information. This is episode two of my podcast. So how will we improve productivity by reducing staff burnout, by addressing dysfunctional unconscious beliefs that produce staff burnout? So a little bit about myself. I have a bachelor's degree in business studies. I have a master's degree in business administration. I have a master's degree in social work. I was the personal assistant to the mayor of Grand Rapids for three years, the Honorable Reverend George K. Hartwell. He's retired now. He was the director of the Community Leadership Institute at the time I was his assistant. He was a phenomenal leader. So not only did I attend a lot of meetings and, and, and meet a lot of people in a lot of different environments, but I also watched this man direct traffic as a phenomenal leader. I told him you did the world a disservice by retiring without writing a book on leadership. My specialty, as I said earlier, is cognitive restructuring. I created an award-winning program entitled The Lies That Bind. I have a youth and an adult program model. My work has been featured on the PBS show Inner Compass. I was the clinical director at two organizations and I've served on various community boards and committees. So I've served in a lot of leadership positions. So whenever you hear me on my podcast talk about an issue or, or lies, I'm talking about dysfunctional unconscious beliefs that cause people to engage in self-defeating behaviors repeatedly despite the consequences. I use the terms issues, unaddressed issues, lies, and dysfunctional unconscious beliefs interchangeably. And so when we talk, when I talk about the unconscious beliefs, that I'm talking about beliefs that were programmed usually, I say usually because there's always exceptions to the rule, usually programmed into people's minds during the formative years by how they were treated and by what they observed. Now, some beliefs can be derived from other pre-existing beliefs. So some beliefs can act as a landing pad that flag in other beliefs. So there's three main ways that these dysfunctional beliefs are programmed into people's unconscious minds. Most of the beliefs are totally antithetical to how people consciously think. I say most because people who struggle with perfectionism, they are aware to a certain degree that they struggle with the belief you have to get it right the first time, but they may not be aware of all of the nuances of that belief because people who struggle with that belief, they wouldn't hire a novice caterer for their wedding reception. 
but they'll put that unrealistic expectation on themselves to get things right the first time. People who struggle with a belief that produces people-pleasing behavior, such as don't make waves, they may be totally unaware that they have that belief. I call that belief the internal mute button. It can be activated by facial expressions, vocal tones, voice inflection, body language. All of these beliefs can. Those are the activations, the facial expressions, vocal tones, voice inflection, and body language. It's hard to fight an invisible enemy. That's the power of the unconscious mind. And I but I agree with Freud's theory. I have different techniques, but I agree with his theory that in order to help people, you have to bring the information in the unconscious to people's conscious awareness. So let's talk about this belief that I've nicknamed as the dehumanizing belief, a belief that produces staff burnout. You have a right to put unrealistic expectations on people and they must meet them or else. Remember, the belief is unconscious. People in leadership positions who struggle with that belief, they wouldn't walk into a room and say, good morning, everyone. I'm getting ready to put unrealistic expectations on everyone at this company and you have to meet them or else. The belief is unconscious. But people who are afflicted by this belief, they expect people to work unrealistic hours, depriving them of a work rest pay play balance, meaning they expect people to work before work, during work, after work, on the weekends, and while on vacation. They expect people to work in an outdated infrastructure instead of fixing the infrastructure. They expect people to train themselves while performing at the level of someone who has 20 years of experience. They expect people to do their jobs and also pull the weight of low-performing staff members. These are just a few examples of the behaviors associated with this dysfunctional unconscious belief. But there's a way out. That's my specialty, cognitive restructuring. One noted expert in the fields of neuro neuroscience and psychology, Dr. R. Joseph, he says the way out for individuals who've been raised in environments in which these types of dysfunctional beliefs were programmed into their minds, he says they have to become aware. They have to become aware of alternatives, a different belief system, the behaviors, the different behaviors associated with more functional beliefs. And they have to be able to recognize the maladaptive, self-destructive patterns they've been engaging in. Dr. Joseph says it's very difficult for a person to change their behavior if they cannot recognize it. So if a person is not aware that they're putting unrealistic expectations on others, they can't stop it. So here's a functional belief. I call the functional beliefs that I've written as the deactivation code. They have the power to deactivate dysfunctional beliefs. People are human beings. <laughs> that may sound like a given, but many individuals in leadership positions need to be reminded that people are human beings and not machines. It's unrealistic to expect people to not have a work rest play balance and come to work every day inspired to perform.
It's unrealistic to expect individuals to train themselves while performing as if they have 20 years of experience. It's unrealistic to expect people to accept verbal, mental, and emotional abuse and be inspired to work. It's unrealistic to expect people to work in an outdated infrastructure and do their work while acting as support beams for a crumbling system. It's unrealistic to expect people to do their work and the work of others who are lazy or incompetent. Analyze your expectations, make adjustments, or keep losing staff. So there's some dysfunctional behaviors associated with the belief. So people who are afflicted by the belief, you have a right to put on realistic expectations on others and they have to meet them or else. Some of the behaviors are expecting people to work unrealistic hours. I talked about that recently. So here's some strategies to defeat the behaviors associated with the dysfunctional belief. Make sure you have enough staff members to get the work done. Reward staff when they go over and above during crunch time or crunch seasons. Spread your shots. Rotate the over and above expectations for crunch time or crunch seasons. Don't ask the same people to step up and go over and above all the time. Spread your shots. When people are on vacation, they are on vacation. Plan accordingly for the behavior of expecting people to work in an outdated infrastructure instead of fixing the infrastructure, update your system or replace the system. Some systems are so outdated, they need to be replaced. Hire a consultant that's less expensive than replacing burnt out staff in the long run. So if you need to hire a consultant to help you fix your system or update your infrastructure, it's, it's less expensive then constantly replacing staff who are burnt out for the dysfunctional behavior of expecting people to train themselves while performing at the level of someone who has 20 years of experience. What is some strategies to address that behavior? Train staff appropriately. If possible, create an auto automated competency-based training system. I actually did that for an organization I worked at because they, they had grown to such a capacity that the one-on-one -on -one training that they had in place for years was no longer effective. So I, I created a lot of trainings and automated them and designed the, the quizzes that they had to pass. So, so the, the trainings were competency-based. And if they failed the quiz, they had to re-watch the trainings. <laughs> Retrain periodically, whether virtually and or in person. Don't have people with process amnesia running your training department. <laughs> process amnesia is a debilitating con condition in which the afflicted individual forget the process by which they obtain information and they forget the process by which they internalize the policies and, and procedures for applying that information. So people who have process amnesia, they suffer with dysfunctional unconscious beliefs, such as people should possess the same information you possess automatically, or that means they are stupid, People have to get it right the first time, and people have to figure everything out by themselves. 
These are not people to have running your training department unless you're also having them participate in some cognitive restructuring trainings, which I do all the time. Give me a call. And so for the behavior of expecting people to do their jobs and to pull the weight of low performing staff members, hold underperforming people accountable or replace them. If you pay people for underperforming, high performing people will feel cheated and they'll leave. <laughs> Keep your personal life and professional life separate. People shouldn't be tripping over toys trying to do their work in the office. That's all I'm going to say on this short podcast. But when I do my one-day trainings and two-day trainings, we break all of these down. We pay a lot of attention to this last bullet point about mixing personal life and professional life and how that causes problems in, in the workplace. And people feel comfortable to talk about it because I use, use hypothetical case studies so people can feel comfortable about talking about these issues. <laughs> if you would like more information about my work, or to talk to me about doing one day or two day, two day trainings for your company or your organization, feel free to contact me. My email is afreeman at anishaconsulting.com. You can also contact me via the contact page on either of my websites, anishaconsulting.com or anishaspeaks.com. I'm also a motivational speaker. I have workbooks and books and cognitive restructuring cards that are available on, my, on the store page of my website, that my website, anishaconsulting.com. These two program manuals are not available for general sale. They're for therapists. Uh, they would have therapists have to go through a five-day training to become trained and certified to use my award-winning cognitive restructuring and resocialization program with clients. So until, and here's a copy of, of my book. This book has already been released. It's a collection of 31 cognitive restructuring articles. This, this book will be released the summer of 2022. That's volume two. It has, I believe, 33 cognitive restructuring and resocialization articles. If you would like more information, as I said, feel free to give me a call and stay tuned for my next episode, which I will release next week. I release my podcast every Wednesday, episode three, improving productivity by increasing staff confidence. I'll see you next week.